Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is with you exactly in the place where you are. Well, I want to read to you today a challenging passage of Scripture, something that will really give you something to pray about and to reflect about, something that might even challenge you personally. And uh, I pray that you would be blessed by this uh, today. And it says this, chapter 5, verse 27 of Luke. After this, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Now, tax collectors were these despised people in the Jewish world. They were despised all over the world where the Roman army, the Roman armies had conquered. What they would do is that they would collect taxes for Rome. They were from that nationality or the country that had been invaded and overcome. And they would collect taxes from the populace, their, their fellow countrymen, and then they would skim a fair amount of profit off the top and they would live quite well whilst their countrymen and women were doing it very, very tough. And so they were despised. What they were doing was wrong. Um, but Jesus comes along and he sees this man named Levi and he's sitting at the tax collector's booth and he said to him, follow me. And he got up, left everything and followed him. Then Levi gave a great banquet for him in his house and there was a large crowd of tax collectors and others sitting at the table with them. The Pharisees and their scribes were complaining to his disciples, to his disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus answered, Those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick I have come to call, not to the righteous, but sinners to repentance. It's a very challenging and a very powerful passage of scripture. Here is Jesus. He comes along. He sees this tax collector, someone who's breaching God's laws because of the way he's behaving. And Jesus says to that sinful person, come follow me. See, it's interesting in our world today with Christianity, certainly with Catholicism, so, often the people that we think should be in church, the people that are the so-called good people, uh, act in such a way that we separate ourselves from those who maybe aren't acting in accordance with the teaching of the church, who maybe are involved in sinful practices, and that we separate ourselves from them because we kind of judge them as not doing the right thing, but not Jesus. Jesus goes and he ends up in Levi's home. And who comes along? It says, Luke says, other tax collectors and sinners, people who are breaching the law. The Pharisees, you might call the religious police, they ask Jesus' um, followers, why is Jesus hanging out with these sinful people and these tax collectors? And Jesus says, I haven't come to call healthy people. I've come to call the sick, the ill. I've come to call those who are not righteous, not living the right way, to the kingdom. See, and what Jesus did, we read over and over in the scriptures, is Jesus spent time with people who weren't keeping the religious rules. You know, I have at times spent time with people who maybe are living quite contrary lives to the gospel. Uh, you might say they are involved in sinful practices at times. They're in breach of the church's laws as such. You might say those things. The thing that I've discovered in trying to share Christ with people is that you don't reach the distance, you reach the near. You don't reach the distant person, the person who you don't talk to, the person you don't spend time with, the, per, uh, the person that you have no conversation with. You reach the person that you're close to. 
And sometimes you reach them with your words, but more often than not, you reach them with your life. You reach, reach them with your witness and how you live your values, your gospel values, the, the, your relationship with God in front of them. Particularly for mums and dads with our children and particularly with our adult children, very often we might find that they themselves are far from God in terms of what we think they should be doing. It's the witness of their life, of your life, that will speak. And you can stop and say, well, they just belittle it, they ridicule it, etc. Well, that's what persecution is in its own way, and that's what suffering is. But to live our faith in the midst and in front of people is vitally important. We have to make sure that we spend time with people who uh, maybe are not churchgoers, maybe people who don't acknowledge God, people who don't pray, don't know how to get to God, because they'll never get to God unless we do. Unless we do. Now, the Bible says, you know, when you do, be careful that you don't end up being evangelized as such by them, like you evangelized out. You've got to be careful to protect yourself. And so there are some things you should do and there's some things you shouldn't do that maybe you're not gifted to do. But what's for sure is that we are called to love. We are called to be God's presence. And so if you think about your family, think about your sons and daughters, your husband, your wife, maybe you silently need to be the witness who is with them, praying for them, loving them, serving them, being present to them. And as you do so, you'll be doing what Jesus did. Because you can be sure whatever was happening at this party at Levi's house, I guarantee you, Jesus didn't overstep the mark. Jesus didn't engage in some of their activity. Jesus loved them. Now, if you want to grow spiritually and you want to grow deeply in a relationship with the Lord, love those who themselves aren't sure about God. It will enrich your life so profoundly if you are someone who silently carries the presence of Jesus everywhere you go in your work, your family and others. And sometimes you can say Jesus and sometimes you can't, but you know you are the carrier of Jesus into every place. We need to be more like Jesus rather than reject, but to throw our arms around people and to love them. It doesn't mean we condone their lifestyle. It doesn't mean we condone people's activities, but you don't change the distance. You only change the close because they have to be close enough to see you. They have to be close enough to feel you. And they have to be close enough to observe your heart and your relationship with God. That's how we witness to people, by loving them to bits. You know? And finally, I'll say this. Many years ago, some of my brothers, I come from a family of four boys, they ridiculed me tremendously because of well, my faith. They had, they had given up on church. They were not having anything to do with it. But when some of them went through difficulty, you know what they would do? They would ring my mum and they would say to my mum, Mum, would you call Bruce and would you ask him to pray? Even though they persecuted me, when, 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 when everything came to a head in certain areas of their life and stress, they knew where to come. They came to me to say, will you pray? Because I was their religious person in their world. And maybe mum, dad, granddad, 
grandma, maybe that's you right now to your children, to your friends, that you are that religious prayer in those situations and in their lives. Pray for them and love them as best you can and be present to them wherever they are. And even though they may live differently than what you would want them to, know that God is with them all the time. Well, I want to ask you to continue to pray for the ministry and particularly pray for us as we head into Lent. If you look under the Explore tab, you will see a document called uh, Proclaim Christ. This is our approach in the ministry. It's, it's about 40 pages long. You can have a read of it. I pray that it blesses you abundantly today. Loving Father, I thank you today that you're with us. Allow us to experience your presence in our lives. Father, come in the name of Jesus and we may we be witnesses to all of those people that we love and are in our world. And we make this prayer in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, God bless you all, everybody. See you next time. And don't forget, wherever you are, God is never far from you.